Welcome back to Press Any Bunch Continue. My name's Keith, and this is my beautiful, sassy, sexy, creamy, dreamy co-host, Nisha. Today we're going to be taking a look at a modern game. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be taking a look at uh, one of the most recent games that we both finished together, and we thought it was a good opportunity to compare and contrast what we love about this game, maybe, uh, you know, the, the problems with modern games, maybe some of the benefits of them. But we're going to be taking a deep dive into the legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom a game that for many may or may not be better than Breath of the Wild maybe you missed the old linear Zelda games and the open world is just a little bit too much for you today we're going to explore all the nooks and crannies of this game as myself and Nisha hack it out diddle and fiddle each other and find out really you know what the fuck is going on these days with both of us and also I'm back on the podcast hello (laughs) (laughs) welcome back Keith it's so much. have you back sir how are you feeling I am feeling good. I am. Uh, I'm excited to be back. I had right. my trip to Japan for a couple of weeks, and I was listening Ooh. to your solo episode, which was fire. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like I was listening to it, and I was just there's these Japanese toilets, right? And I yeah. just need to explain this very quickly. I yeah. miss the toilets so much over there because what they have is they have a whole computer <laughs> panel, okay? One that sprays in your ass. One that they have a yeah. front flappy Rooney spray as well. And yeah. I was listening to your podcast while getting the double the double trouble spray. In my tainty lane. Tag teamed. <laughs> I was being tag teamed by the toilet while listening to your beautiful voice. So that must have made it e- even better, was it? <laughs> Dude, I'm talking like stimulation coming out of every orifice. Do you know what I mean? So Jesus it was. Uh, and and you can tell I brought the podcast right back down to where it should be in the smutty area. You really, you really were too classy. Let me be honest. You you raised a professional bar that I must eradicate as soon as possible. You know what I mean? I was like, hack that boy down with the little. Hoo, hoo, sorry. I- but how how was your trip? How was your trip to Japan? My Fill us in. Trip was insane. Like I've never felt yeah. so pla- so safe in a place in all my life, cool. which is just crazy. Uh, it's like the opposite of a culture shock. I feel like they just do everything better. Now I do understand that if you're like living there and working there, the work life balance is supposed to be kind of not great. But in terms of like visiting, from a tourist it, point of view, from a from tourist, a tourist point, of point of view, ten out of ten. Like I don't think yeah. I'll ever personally go to a place that uh, represents the inside of my brain better. Like mm-hmm. imagine the inside of my head and then create a city around that, and that's what like <laughs> that's what like a Kiyavara and Tokyo's like with the retro yeah. video game scene, all the anime, the manga, the hentai. The fleshlights, mm-hmm. it's just a never-ending sea of good pleasures, you know? And what uh, what video games did you buy for yourself? Ooh. Oh, damn. Oh, so I listen to this. I, I got a I boxed them. Nintendo 64, Pokemon Stadium 2, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong 64, a box Chrono Trigger for the SNES, oh. Oh. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Special Edition, a very mm-hmm. uh, unique special edition. Yeah. All brand new. All those games were less than 60 euro combined. I then got, uh, hit the holy grail of holy grails, mm-hmm. a Japanese exclusive Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop limited edition set, which again was a it was a game I always had my eye on. Very curious about. Occasionally see clips of people playing it on YouTube and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously you couldn't get it anywhere else since it was a Japanese exclusive, and um, was like holy fuck. I spent eighty euro for that, but like I mean that thing goes for hundreds and hundreds online. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of my main selection. I also got a Nintendo sixty four controller for the Switch Online. Uh, yep. by going to the Nintendo store in Tokyo and Kyoto, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to prove I had a Nintendo online subscription to buy it, which was fancy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, 
overstimulated by the whole thing. It was just incredible. All fantastic uh, items that you bought, and it sounds from what what you've been telling me, it sounds like it was the the trip of a lifetime. And that bebop, the cowboy bebop game is very very cool. I love that it has what is it, it has a t shirt in a special edition yeah, t shirt. So, so they're um, sealed, right? It still has yeah, the PlayStation yeah, yeah. Two seal of approval on it. Yeah, it's uh, proper so it's sealed, the game yeah. with the alternate special edition art. It has like mm-hmm. a little lanyard with it. It has a t shirt completely sealed, yeah, yeah. and has a CD and an art book uh, all so sealed cool. as well. Yeah, incredible. Nice. A very very cool piece. And then that N sixty four controller is an absolute. It's a thing of beauty. I Why don't you tell, tell the audience how you got your hands on that? What were we doing? <laughs> well, I broke into your house while you were asleep mm. and I just... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I could tell because I found my underwear on the side of the bed and I said, Jesus Christ, what's after I'm, happening here, lads? <laughs> I, I must, they must have fell out of my pocket while I was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting in for a sniffy good time. Oh, nothing like uh, it. Nothing like a bit of key taint after five hours stream, you know. Uh, I so I came down to I came down to Cork last week. Was it last week? Last okay, weekend right. to to visit to visit, <laughs> to visit Keith. And the plan for me and Keith was to come down and record loads of loads of st- try try out some video stuff and that kind of thing. And as soon as I got there, we were like, "Wouldn't mind going for an L point." Yeah, there was, but this was one of the things, right? So you can imagine, right? Myself and Nisha, like you know, we we sit down to record a podcast. We're all kind of work, work. You know what I mean? Like you know, we mm-hmm. have like a few hours at the end of the day. It's like we better get straight into recording an episode. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. how we work because you know we're trying to fit in time. You got a family and a kid, and you're mm-hmm. working. I'm fucking streaming like mm-hmm. <laughs> eight hours a day. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we try and fit it in. So we had all the intentions of being like. We're going to get nine days work done in one hour. <laughs> and then the second I saw Nisha, he's like, I feel like going for a pint. It's like, me too. <laughs> but we did, we did, we did, a, was it a three hour stream? Did we do three hours of a stream? Uh, we did. We did do a three hour stream. Yeah. Um, that, that was, that was great fun. That was really good fun. I think it was really good. We had Dragon Ball reactionary to the green, yeah. uh, the green dub. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, which you kind of were struggling to understand at the beginning. It's ten out of ten. You can watch it on our, the vods on our kick page at the moment. But uh, I also have it saved, and we'll make clips out of it as the time goes yeah. for some Patreon content and some YouTube content as well. So there is a lot of content in that. We Nisha was killing Ocarina Time, by the way. He was like speed running it. It was very impressive. Oh, that was great. That was great. But that's how I was playing the N six using that N sixty four controller. That's the the Switch N sixty four controller and. It really is uh, an incredible piece of machinery because the one thing any kind of N64 fan will know is the struggle of having a controller that has a really loose stick, the the, the analog stick in the, the middle. The wizard sleeve of N64 <laughs> controllers, as I like to refer to it. <laughs> and this thing was so fucking tight. It was like just the feel. <laughs> the controller, Keith, the controller. And it was really, really good. Um, it just... And the, the response time was perfect. There was no lag, no nothing like that, because obviously it's wireless. And just... Which you would think Incredible. would increase lag, but it really is just like one to one. It's very impressive, mm-hmm. and like it has its own unique sounds when you're navigating the menu yeah, it too. Does, yeah. Which mm. is incredible, um, but yeah. So brilliant. we had we had a lovely weekend together. We got to, we we needed that. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. I think I think nice we both do. realized that after we did the stream, we were like, we just need to catch up and hang out. You know, because yeah. that's good for the content too. We wouldn't have these stories otherwise for a podcast. True. You know. True. Because every time every time we meet up, it's usually we're we're working if it's going to an event or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, it is nice to to meet up and just have a bit of a bit of downtime and just kind of 
chill out and hang out and watch Dragon Ball Z movies. Oh, we watched, yes. What was it? Resur- Resurrection, Battle of Battle the Gods. Of, and Battle of Gods and Resurrection F to continue your Dragon Ball mm. education. Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely loved them. They're the first proper, like, modern movies that I've mm. seen. Um, what movie did me and you watch uh, before the, the short? It was about future Trunks, was it? Yes, yeah, so that was a TV special, The History of Trunks, which was oh, pretty yeah, cool yeah. as well. And then there's that, the Bardock that was cool. one as well. Yeah, uh, which, yeah, man, there's so many memes from the stream. So, like, I kept showing pictures of Nisha with Goku hairstyle. People I'm like, is this Goku, Bardock, or Turles? And you were like, <laughs> Bardock, no, Turles. <laughs> And it was neat or something. <laughs> oh, it was so good. <laughs> it um, was brilliant. It was brilliant. But, but yeah, um, be sure to check that part out. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tears of the Kingdom. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, a fucking... <clears throat> I, won't, I won't jump in too much uh, ahead of my full opinion. Give but, me, though, like, you know what I do want from you, though, is I do want yeah. you to kind of just splur- you just finished the game last night right last night yeah so this is this night. was kind of why we wanted to talk about it give mm-hmm. me kind of just hot off hot off the heels what yeah. are you feeling about the game even if you can't remember it all like what are your feelings towards it because it started off you told me that you couldn't get into it which is a mm-hmm. unique perspective yeah yeah so when i when i first got the game i couldn't get into it so i turned it on i fired it up and i played a couple of hours and i was like this is just breath of the wild and the mechanics of the you know attaching things together and turning back time and all and i just i couldn't get my head around it all and it just it felt too much and for some reason i couldn't it just wasn't grabbing me i couldn't Mm -hmm. get into it and i don't know i don't know why so i moved on and i think i might have played final fantasy 7 after that the ps1 final fantasy 7 and then when i was finished that i was like I i just turned it on one night and i kind of i was like oh i'm kind of getting into this now and i played a few played a few hours and as time went on, I I just I was just kept, I kept going back to it, and I kept going back to it. And I I finished up my my sweet profile says I've eighty five plus mm. hours on it, and yeah. it, that is the most I've played of a game in I'm gonna say ten plus years, fifteen plus years maybe. Um, Except Final Fantasy VII, probably was it? Was that was no, that even Final more? Fa- no, Final Fantasy VII. No, I think I got through that uh, short enough. I think like around 40, 40 50 okay. hours ish. Um, but this, it was the, it was just the, the adventure. I, I got totally wrapped into just exploring. You know, mm-hmm. usually I, when I'm playing games, I'm kind of just playing it to to get through it. I don't, sure. you know, because I, I don't usually kind of allow myself, like, say, a four-hour window to, to play games. But this, I just, I, I'd i be playing for, say, four hours, and I wasn't necessarily trying to achieve anything. Mm-hmm. I was just exploring. I was just trying to find the, the tower so I could launch myself up into the sky and see where I could fly to and find new heights and climb mountains and just explore and find caves. And yeah. It just the the whole sense of wonder and adventure just totally had me hooked, and I fucking loved it. I think this is um the thing that it does really really well, which is like it gives you a sense of play. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yes. you know sometimes you sit down for a game and it's like okay, I'm going to progress the story by three hours. But mm-hmm. I think I found I mean Breath of the Wild was similar, but I think Tears of the Kingdom even more so because there was all those building elements, which are a little daunting at the beginning. And I do yep. agree that you know when you're talking about you know there was a bit of a barrier to entry to be like this is too overwhelming. I don't even know where I can begin with this. But as you chip away at it, you become yes. more confident and you can enjoy yes. it more. But that idea of play that is lost in a lot of games, you know, going in any direction, uh, make whatever you want and you actually like 
you know, probably took you a while, but you actually managed to sit down and it's like, oh, I'm just going to go play. And I don't mean like play a video game. I mean, you're just going to go play like a kid plays. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. No, that's that's totally what it was. Because again, I wasn't sitting there with the objective of completing main quests or side quests even. It was just a, an adventure, having a bit of fun, seeing can I climb this building, fighting a random monster that I encounter. And it just, it, it totally hooked me in. Like, totally hooked me in. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I kind of didn't want to finish it towards the end. Sure. Which is always a great sign, you know? hundred <laughs> percent, yeah, because I knew as soon as I finished the the main quest, I, I kinda of be like, right, I'm I'm kinda of finished, you know, I've I've done all I need to do. Again, I've nearly put in nearly a hundred hours. I don't feel the need to go back to it and I, I kinda of was prolonging it and I was just adventuring and discovering and down in, in the dark world or the, the underworld and just yeah which is which is the big out. the big thing about like you know from breath of the wild they obviously had some of the sky islands but i actually think outside maybe you know some of the like dedicated dungeons in the sky the mm-hmm. sky is just kind of like little bits of land that you can kind of and outside the intro and maybe a dungeon the underground yeah. is actually where it's at right and that's kind of the yeah. big surprise you know mm. you're you're trying to get all the pose to unlock different armor and the really good yes. thing about that game is like there's so much things you can unlock like there's all these different suits and different clothes and there's so much homage and lineage to previous Zelda games and you can find the yes. Wind Waker outfit and you can find the Ocarina of Time outfit and the Majora's Mask and the Tingle and the Ganon and all that. Now, but one big question I think which is interesting to ask you and I'm curious with you being hot off the heels of it is, so Breath of the Wild came out and it's a monumental masterpiece that innovated the, the Zelda formula. Mm-hmm. Does Tears of the Kingdom, as perfect maybe as a game of as it is, like did it do enough? Did it like, which do you prefer? Do you know? Because obviously there's a novelty of when the first one comes out and that feels so new that it's in your brain a bit more. But mm-hmm. did Tears of Kingdom like improve on what needed to be improved on? Like, what do you think? I, if I'm to think of which one I prefer now, I obviously I, it's very fresh in my mind and I only finished it last night. Mm-hmm. But if I was to go back and play one, I'd be definitely going back to Tears of the Kingdom over mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. And I, I, I honestly didn't think that's where my head would be because I loved Breath of the Wild. I thought it was amazing, but I didn't have that sense of adventure with Breath of the Wild that I did with Tears of the Kingdom and that sense of just walking around. Like I I didn't even bother with getting a horse really in the uh, in Tears of the Kingdom. I wasn't sure, you, arsed you didn't with really horses. Need to. Yeah. I was just walking around mm-hmm. and I just I'd walk and I'd climb and I'd launch myself up into the sky and I'd fly around and because I wanted to see as much as I could and I feel like they expanded hugely like hugely on it and giving you the different powers and Mm -hmm. just so many different elements that they've added to this game that I definitely think they've done it justice and they added enough that they needed to add to make it a legitimate sequel and not just a cash cow yeah 100% yeah Yeah. I feel like uh, although at the start I felt like this visually looks like the same game which it is yeah, yeah, but when you you get to the nuts and bolts of Tears of the Kingdom, I feel like it's a totally, although it is the same blueprint, it's expanded so much that it feels totally brand new, and I feel mm. like they've done enough, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I feel like your enjoyment of the game is going to be really hinged on how much you can lean into playing, right? Because it's like, for me, the parts that I loved was actually the creating the machines, creating cars, like, the physics engine is so good. And all the shrines, right? Some people hate this, but I love it, right? Mm -hmm. You can be, like, cleverly stupid 
to beat a shrine, right? So you can be like, yeah. they don't they don't force you to do it their way. Like if you can figure out a way to build something that flips you over and then you get caught on something and you roll over and you manage to glide down to something, you can have it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what like True. so what you, you get to do them your way. And I know some people don't like that because they say and this is the critiques I hear the game all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people it's a case of like I miss the linearity of original Zelda games, and I guess this applies to Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not saying this. This is just a generalized internet you. So people yeah. like like puzzles that have to be solved a certain way because quite often they're a little bit more thought is kind of put into them, right? Quite often mm-hmm. in Tears of the Kingdom, you have more of an obstacle course that has to be, you know, yeah, done true. your way rather than something that's maybe a bit more of a puzzle. But... Mm-hmm. For me, I'm, I'm a like. Don't get me wrong. Here's my big thing that I'd like to say to everyone who listens, and I, I I think it's very interesting. I still want there to be open world Zelda, but I still also want there to be linear Zelda. Like yeah. I would love to have both at the same time. Like, and this is why I think it's such a shame we don't have handheld consoles and a main console or a subsidiary Nintendo console because I feel like we could be getting Wind Waker two on the 4DS. Do you know what I mean? Like that's such yeah. something that could exist, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I do think um, Tears of the Kingdom is a phenomenal game. It's a game that I loved building in. I think it takes a little hot minute to get used to. Um, But do I think it's going to erase the novelty and spectacle of the original game in my mind and how that impacted me first day? No. So do I think Tears of the Kingdom is a better game? Yes. Do I think it's a more memorable game? No. Do you know? Oh, right. Okay. You see, I wonder, but does that have... Is that to do with the fact that Breath of the Wild was the first of the two and it was yeah. such a, an impactful thing you know i just don't know i feel like breath or breath of the wild was fantastic and i can't say anything bad about it but this has just expanded so much mm-hmm. that i i couldn't see myself going, going back. back to it yeah, yeah yeah i i agree like i think in a weird way right like if you never played breath of the wild i'd be like play tears of the kingdom don't oh, play yeah. you, I, I don't think you need to play breath of the wild right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um because i i think going back i think gameplay wise it is a better game tears of the kingdom like just you know yes. exploring wise gameplay wise um but what about story yeah like i i really like this story man mm. i really liked it it went and I'm, I'm not gonna go to i'm not gonna go spoiler heavy on mm-hmm. it and say certain things that happened sure i mean look i i don't know i think there, there might be an opportunity, you know, maybe towards the end of the podcast where we could, you know, maybe go a bit more spoiler territory and people can choose mm-hmm. not to listen at that point if they want to. Because yeah. obviously, you know, we're in the we're in the, the business of promoting games. And we want people to play them. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe we'll allow that. But yeah, but overarching story from a blurb back a DVD box point of view, you enjoyed it? Really enjoyed it, yeah. And I felt very satisfied uh, in the end and um, went away that i wasn't expecting yeah no i i, I really i really enjoyed the story i was totally wrapped in with the story i felt the need to although again i didn't want the, the game to finish i did i felt and i was like i need to know i need mm. to find out what's happening here and i need to make it to the end to see what's what and again i'm trying to be somewhat vague here because i don't want to be saying things but uh, i t- personally i i really enjoyed the story i thought it was great and i do feel it was an improvement on uh, Breath of the Wild. So, uh, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. What about what about you? What What are your thoughts? Story wise, uh, I think it's interesting. So, like, I I, I enjoyed the intro of the game. I thought it was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. so like, just to give kind of people an idea. So, at the end of the first game, there is, I guess, like a you know, your Zelda is basically containing 
like a form of spiritual Ganondorf and then at the end of the first game you're going through you know releasing her from that right so that's you know kind of where we're at because if you're going to be playing the second one you're going to need to know the story of the first one whether you're going to play it or not right so mm -hmm. you're, you're in that basically you know like a typical Mario or Zelda game without giving you the rest of the details you end up saving Zelda she comes she comes out from being trapped in an energy sense from holding back evil right so you know we basically start Tears of the Kingdom in a scenario where we can assume some time has passed. Uh, we know Link and Zelda had a history before she was encapsulated, and it's been a hundred years later that she's been encapsulated. But before that, you know, Link was acting as her bodyguard, right? He was a knight for her. Um, and so there's always that kind of connection between them. So mm -hmm. I think it's kind of interesting. This one starts with the two of them together, and they're going underneath the castle. Um, yeah. Hyrule Castle that was taken over by Ganondorf because there's this thing called Gloom which is like seen to be infecting the place and basically what they find under there is like an old prune shriveled up Ganondorf who stares at them and it's scary as fuck and it's like a horror movie yeah, and the whole thing kind of yeah. expands from there that intro cutscene I think is fantastic looks gorgeous yeah. um, and that's like a really good thing and what happens is um, basically you know this is in the first 20 minutes of the game Ganondorf essentially is being held together by this uh, entity that breaks. Link tries to stop it. He loses an arm and Zelda disappears. She goes into mm. some void falling down a, a cavernous hole somewhere. So that's kind of like your inkling if someone's listening and they're like, does that interest me? Do I want to find out what happened, Zelda? What the hell happened, Link's arm? Uh, how is Ganondorf the shriveled up prune? What's going on? Um, mm. So that kind of gives you your intro, which I think is is really, really cool. Um, and then you end up in a tutorial kind of Sky Island you're kind of brought someplace yada yada so basically yeah. the story of that carrying on from the first one I think is good like I really think the linkage between the first yes. and the second is quite nice mm -hmm. um, there's things in the story that people don't like that I hear and look I, I enjoy it I like the story I think it's good um, okay. but and I do I, I think the cutscenes are better I think where it goes is interesting. I think there's some twists and turns. They're a little bit... They're, look, they're not the most cleverest twists and turns. Like, some of them are kind of obvious, you know. Who's who? Right. Who's pretending to be who? What's going on? Um, but, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I thought the ending was magnificent. Um, yeah. As, mm -hmm. like, a whole sequence that went down was incredible. Um, yeah. However, if I was to say things I didn't like... Um, okay. I think... They really tried in the game to do the four dungeons in this game, like all linear Zeldas, because that's what people complained about. And so they did get to give us like a fire and a water experience. But mm -hmm. I actually think as dungeons, they're even weaker than the Divine Beast from the first game. Um, okay. Because while aesthetically they're kind of like hit the mark for the most part, the Divine Beasts were actually far more clever. They were these moving dungeons. Now, aesthetically, yeah. the Divine Beasts and ambiently, I think, from the first game as dungeons were weak aesthetically they were kind of the same thing going on but in terms of actually this physically moving puzzle that's walking around as this giant beast that you're inside yeah. i thought it was kind of better True. um but then again you know you just go back to the new mechanics of building in tears of the kingdom mm. it's like banjo nuts and bolts combined with zelda even though i know that might sound not so hot but it's, it's just <laughs> excellent it's just excellent uh, i feel like we kind of how, how let me just double check how far so we're roughly we're, we're, we've gone past say the 20 minute mark now mm -hmm. i feel like we need to get into spoiler territory to really discuss the story 
Mm-hmm. Um, so do you? What do you think? Do you think should we give people notice now and get into get into spoilers? Yeah, of, of I, the story? I I can. I guess also just for regular listeners to know is that this like we're doing a little bit of a kind of a more of a a point five episode for this because I'm just back from holidays and stuff. So we wanted to get something recorded. So it will be a little bit shorter. Do you know what I mean? It is it is yeah. a little bit of a style, and we're trying. We wanted to talk about a new game since you just finished it. So yeah, just so the expectations for that as well are kind of in check do you know what I mean so we're kind of going to do a little bit of a shorter chat around this but also you know hence why we're like halfway going into spoiler territory you know mm-hmm. well I think what we'll do is we'll ask Aaron to stick the ad in and then when we come back from the ad we will we'll be going no holds barred so prepare yourself for mm, like imagine spoilers. imagine leg spread spread eagles depravity cavity stretch open my panties are sunny side up and my custard choker is just laced to the side of my leg Fucking ready roll the tape fuck. Thank you so much for listening to Press Any Button to continue. If you would like to see more, you can find us on Instagram and X at Press Any Podcast. Of course, if you want to catch up with our Discord, the link is in the show notes. This is primarily where we will ask you questions for future episodes and interact with our community. We do as well have a YouTube at Press Any Button to continue, where we're currently doing a Dragon Ball Z reactionary content. Of course, as well, we do have a Patreon where you can support us directly at patreon.com forward slash Press Any Button to continue, where we have exclusive content and even some special stickers to send you if you sign up and if you like what you hear please remember to rate review and share the podcast as it really helps us grow now no more diddle daddling back to the show okay so we're back from the ad and again i feel like we we can't have a full conversation the two of us without talking spoilers so but, but so mechanics wise incredible game the building incredible it's so polished as well like, yeah. the fact that there's no glitches in that game when you can do whatever the fuck you want is insane. Like, I'd say yeah. they spent half their time making that game, making sure it just had no bugs because you have mm-hmm. an ability that lets you shoot up through rocks, go up through, yeah. like, it's so handy. And uh, mm-hmm. that's so easy to break as a game design point of view. So, yeah. True. So, from the, the, the four, or is it five? So, you get the wind, fire, water lightning and then the robot say yeah mm-hmm. or your five people that help you out and the five kind of power-ups that you get okay from mm-hmm. sages of of say or sages of time past which of these were your favorites which ones which ones did you like which ones did you not like and uh, so I loved the lead up to all of them. I thought getting to them was something that was new, right? So in the old yeah. game, in Breath of the Wild, you just got there and you were in it, right? This has yeah. a whole journey to getting to them. So like with the wind one, you're going up on these pirate ship sail things and you're bouncing and you're climbing yeah. and you're going higher and higher to get mm. to it. I love that. Yeah. Uh, same with the water temple. Um, so, so like they all have these really great intros and then I think the intros are better almost than the actual dungeon because they're, they're quite yeah, short. That, they're yeah. quite easy in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess one that stuck out... I can't think of the lightning one in my head for some reason. Oh, I, think um, I think that's my favourite. Uh, what what happens in the lightning one? Can you give me like So, a, so basically oh. you... the the Yeah, the sage, you, you ask them a question. Or you, sorry, you, hit, you, you activate the sage or whatever. And then a circle of lightning that expands... Will, will will grow and when you hit an arrow within that lightning it'll send a big huge lightning bolt down yes yes that was cool and also Urbosa man thick ties save lives like <laughs> sit on my face you know what I mean she's a dummy mommy from Breath of the Wild what's the name of the one who's actually with you as a power I can't uh, remember her name I can't I can't remember the name specifically but Urbosa is like her mommy or something I don't know and oh my oh, god right. 
the f- you know, it's <laughs> fucking the toys, man. Like you could literally, like I just suffocate to death and I just be happy. Anyway, sorry, you're asking uh, me about dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, sorry you were saying you didn't like the lightning one i love sorry the I, one. I didn't say i didn't like it i said i couldn't oh, remember sorry. oh um right, right. So, so you which, had to remind which, me which, but i remember which of your which sage was your favorite i i like okay so look the the fire one we were going on the carts was a cool idea and i liked the spectacle of it but it was a little frustrating because i had to basically mm. like feel like i had to glitch my way through that yeah. um but the water one I found to be kind of satisfying, but I didn't enjoy the lead up to it so much. Um, mm. God, I don't know. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say probably the wind one. It was it was yeah. a bit like a classic divine beast with the best lead up, but it was a little bit simple. And then the but boss I mean was, power the boss up. was I mean amazing. The power up, not oh, specifically the, the dungeon. Up. Sorry, not specifically oh, the dungeon. Sorry, um, but because I, I I think my favorite of the the dungeons, if you call it, or temples, whatever you want to call it, was the wind one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed. it. But uh, of the power-ups that you have, you bring around with you, did you have, like, one activated the whole time? You know, you can deactivate yes, them. Yes, I them. do, I do. I, I think the, the fire rolly guy is interesting because you can roll on grass and it creates steam that you can glide up on, which I think is cool. So, you know, you what? use them to roll. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fucking know that. No yeah, way. So, he, so he's nice to get into the sky quickly with Fuck the guy that boosts sake. you then. I didn't um, notice that. Fuck. So there's that fire rolly guy. There's the fucking stupid country the Goron, yeah. and boost you. No, no, no. The the bird boosts you. The Goron goes into fire rolly. Yeah, he, what what are the uh, the lightning yeah. gives you a lightning shield so, or something? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Then the the water will either give you a shield or so like a water shield around you. Yeah. Or you, when you hit your sword, it'll fire out like a water dash or, or a water fucking splash. Cold hard facts here. The powers in the first game for the sages were better. Not generally yeah. for a thing, but I like. I found it so frustrating that you know, in the first game, you could shoot up. There was instead of the wind carrying you further, it shot you up, up so into you the air. Like, yeah, yeah, which was like so handy. There was also the Goron give you the shields, which was super handy, uh, and also there was Arbosa's thunder strikes. I don't know. I found the sage's powers, not the not mm-hmm. the main mechanics of the building and the the bombs and shit you get, but like the sage powers were mm. better in the first. I guess God, I don't know. They're all kind of fucking annoying the way they followed you around too. Like I wanted. I wanted to be... I didn't like the way their ghosts were following me everywhere, like, by four of them. It took me a while to figure out I could turn them off, and I was like, praise could, oh, oh, did it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, um, I, I'd have them deactivated most of the time, except for the, um, the uh, wind sage. And they so went handy. off by accident all the time. <laughs> like, like fucking premature squirt your dirt. Like, you're trying to fucking just pick an item up, and he's like, I both is wind! Up And it's like killing the villagers by accident around you. Yeah, yeah. Um... And what but, about? So, <clears throat> do you have do you, do you have a favorite of of the the power ups? I guess I'll go with the Goron Rolly Ball. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a pretty good one. Very handy for when you're mining, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to break break rocks and stuff. Very, very handy. Yeah, I loved the lightning one. Did use the wind one an awful lot. You know, when you're lodging. Yeah, I mean that gets the, the most used. In fairness. Yeah. <gasps> Do yeah, you want to know yeah. something cool as well? So, oh, you know, me. when you go, so the game has like these Assassin's Creed style towers that you do the map with, like in the first game, but they shoot mm-hmm. you up into the sky so you can map the the sky, the middle and the ground. So, do you know when you go into those towers and it has that little gust of air that shoots you up and you have that like umbilical cord thing and you survey yeah. the land and you put it on mm-hmm. your Sheikah slate. So, yeah. that's there's a that's an Easter egg to Wind Waker. So, what? do you know that goes, you know the way you get into it and the cutscene goes boom, boom, boom. 
So it goes yeah. three angles. Boom, boom, boom. That's the exact same music and the exact same angles that take place in Wind Waker when Link is in the cannon when he first sets sail and he's in the cannon and he shoots off into Forsaken no Fortress. Way. Yeah, Deadly. so that's like an identical thing there, which is really cool. That's really um, cool. I love so, that uh, launching you up into the air. Oh, yeah, it's super satisfying. And the fact you can dive, like the whole air mechanics of being yeah. able to dive was mm. just super satisfying. Mm. Uh, what was the question you asked me? <laughs> Well, I now I asked you what was your favorite um, power up, and you said the mm-hmm. Goron with the the, the fire rolly ball. Uh, here's another question: So, of the the dark world, the underworld, the main world, and the sky world, where did you spend most of your time? So oddly enough, like the underworld place was very mysterious to me, and I was like, "What yeah. the fuck is this?" Like, me I can't too. believe that game fits on a Switch card. Do you know what I mean? It blows mm. my mind. Like that tiny mm. card. Like the underworld is like literally double the size. Now, does it yeah. have as much going on? No, but it's completely dark. It's mysterious. You're trying to track and light your way. Like it's a yeah. real sense of adventure. And when you encounter anything, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Um, and the fact that that's where all the gloom is, that rots weapons and stuff. I will say, breaking mm. weapons, like. Still drives me a little bit nuts, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I appreciate yeah, yeah. that it makes you move around things, but I feel like we should have heels or something, you know? Mm, that it's like, mm. you know, you could take a certain weapon to this, like, person and he's like, well, like the Master Sword, when it breaks, you know, it, it yeah. rejuvenates every couple of minutes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What about you? I, I agree. I, I, it, was, it took me a while to realise that the Underworld was, like, doubling the size of the map, almost... Um, if not totally doubling size, I don't know exactly because I didn't finish exploring at all. But I explored a hell of a lot, and I I just I found myself to be drawn to that. Although I did love the the main world, of course, the it, the, the sky islands. I didn't, I wasn't really arsed with them to be yeah. honest. There wasn't much going on outside the tutorial area. Yeah, I I didn't really I didn't really kind of There wasn't there. anything. There was just little pieces of land like it wasn't like there was a whole right. place to explore without right. you having to fall off and like go somewhere else, you know? Mm, mm. But I what I did find was I I of the whole game one of my favorite areas was there's like a beachside town that was taken over by monsters. Yeah, very cool. And and you had to get rid of them. Did you do that mm, one where you, you cleared them I all did. out and there was the ship in the middle? Yeah. I, I fucking awesome. love I don't know what that was so satisfying. And you it rebuild was great. all the buildings. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Tarrytown part two or whatever kind of yeah, thing f- from the first game. Very cool. Could you here's a question for you that I didn't uh I didn't find out. You know in the first game where you have your own house? Yes. Which I loved. I loved mm-hmm. that aspect. Can you do that in this house? Did, did, did you did you find or do you know? I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't I, I know. Didn't, I didn't I didn't find that, out. That you whole could, mission you possibly might. Yeah, that whole mission Breath of the Wild was great where like there was a marriage and stuff after you completed the whole Oh, so, yeah. do you remember? So in Breath of the Wild, when you completed the whole house building thing, you have your own house. There was like this couple that gets married in it and stuff, and it's really, really oh, cute. Class, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, that's kind of like mechanically. Look, visually, I think it's actually still a gorgeous game. Um, mm. and I wish I got an OLED Switch for Christmas as a present, and I wish I had that playing Tears of the Kingdom because that would have been lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. but if we we're to go into the story, if you want to, mm. if you want to take me on true, a couple of questions since we're in the spoiler territory of it. At what yeah. point did you realize that the Zelda that was been sighted around the place was Ganondorf this whole fucking time? Uh, I fucking knew that fairly, yeah. fairly quick. I, uh, well, I personally copped onto that fairly quick, thinking mm-hmm. no. There's, there's no way. This is just a a shadow. Uh, this is a, a clone, a fake. Mm-hmm. 
this it's not Zelda. Like I, sure. I, I, I felt that fairly quick. Yeah. I don't know if it was as obvious to others. What, mm-hmm. like, when did you? Did it hit you quick? Did you? Oh realize yeah. It quick? Like I think straight away when it's just like a random spirit kind of. Now I think what was interesting is I, was, I wasn't entirely sure like why the spirit was there, why it was guiding. Like you know, if like obviously mm-hmm. look, it was a Ganon at the end of the day. But yeah. I think it's um. What I think was very good about the story is how you had the tears, right? So the tears show you memories, just like the first game, oh, right? Yeah. Mm. And I thought the whole idea of the fact that we were kind of simultaneous... Like, the fact that... Huge spoilers here. There's a dragon in the sky through the whole game that is literally in the game as you're playing it, the whole time that you can see. Uh, you can actually jump on it early and get the Master Sword early if you want to before the main mission comes up. Um, and has a Master Sword stuck in its fucking head. And it's the whole time Zelda's there in dragon form flying above Crazy. you and I was like what the fuck and even mm. when you figure out that that's you're like how did this happen to be and you get a real Trunks Dragon Ball Z story where you get like a parallel <laughs> of the fact <laughs> that do. Zelda has time powers as has always been known and mm-hmm. she when Ganondorf pruned Ganondorf down in the basement to Hyrule Castle she accidentally activated her powers went back fucking God knows, hundred years ago to when she first awakened and was with the other Hyrule people who was the other princess. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, and what was your one's name? She was hot, man. Fucking, I can't remember Raru's wife. Yeah, Raru's yeah. fucking horn by. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, like I thought that was all great. There was great yeah. cutscenes with Ganon as well in his full force, laughing, killing mm. people. Yeah, oh, yeah like that, incredible. That was, yeah, I think you had actually said to me. The one recommendation that you gave me when I started getting into the game was to find all of the dragon's tears. Yes. To see the cutscenes. And I did that. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really cool to see them. And oh, then I you can go back and watch so them all in, in order. And, yeah. um, it, you also get very, an extra five cool. minute cutscene after credits for getting all of them as well. Is that, oh, is that what I, that's where that came up from? Yeah. 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 Where, where they're, they're all up, kind of where they're all up yeah. in the, yeah. yeah that yeah, only yeah, happens if you get all the tears, so you wouldn't have oh, seen that. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. No way. So, class, quite an important class. one. That was, that was a really nice, um, I, I feel like I'd have felt, I'd have felt slightly unsatisfied if I hadn't seen mm-hmm. that. Um, where where they're all up in the island and your one, what's your one's name who's fucking hot as fuck as well, the scientist? Um, oh Jesus! Like absolutely God! Like top ten sexiest video game characters part 100%. two. Like put her like yeah. number one. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, I'm like we do, do your a revised oh. episode. We should do another episode. Oh, we hundred percent will. This episode is only a little warm up to me being back home. Do you know what I mean? We got we got a whole <laughs> selection of fucking episodes to do. This season will probably end up being twelve episodes long because we've had fucking God knows what going on in yeah, between. Yeah, but yeah, that's all right. This, that's this all is right. only a little warm up, man. I got yeah. fucking I got plenty of shit to squirt on. Yeah. So the crack is yeah, she's so hot. Fuck mm-hmm. God, little mm-hmm. fucking white haired glasses. Do your mats all over me? <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> Put oh, it, she has like tights on as well or something and it's just like oh, a disgrace. I'm a disgrace, uh, like. <laughs> so the, are we talking about Zelda? <laughs> you're after Tom after getting totally derailed. The ending you would have been not yeah. have been satisfied yeah, yeah, unless you got that super secret extra cutscene. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not like a huge amount happens in it, but it's just it ties it ties it up nicely. 
towards I think I think it's a, like a nice emotional with the music mm. playing the Zelda music mm. playing I also yeah. love how in those games they like remix the tunes do you know so like you have like Dragon Roost Island is used in that remixed and stuff you know yeah. and then it went proper Zelda fucking theme at the end mm-hmm. Um, very very cool and do you know what one thing actually is like the fact that Link doesn't talk it never seems odd they, they, they did that really well in this because mm-hmm. there's a lot of videos and there's a lot of talking and everyone else talking it doesn't it's obviously it's a little a little bit but it's not it doesn't feel it doesn't feel out of place uh, Link not saying anything which I thought was quite cool and I thought it was done really well yeah but uh, sto- story wise I really really enjoyed the story again getting all the dragon's tears I felt like really uh, made me kind of love the game a lot more because I can kind of understand mm-hmm. you know where say Zelda's fucking gone and uh, what's going on? And then the the dragon sequence like fucking yeah. blew me away. I was like, I mean, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Before I even getting not... to that, like, yeah. I, I think the really clever parts of the story is so the second Zelda disappears, the broken Master Sword disappears and goes back to her, and then she has the Master Sword in the past when Link is in the present, going through his time, and then basically, you know. In her time, that's when Ganon is alive and causing destruction and they have all the sages together to try and fight Ganon as one. And Ganon's too powerful. So they have these sage stones that increase their power. But if you eat one, you turn into an eternal dragon. And she's like, fuck it, I'm going to use my sacred light in the past for a hundred years to restore the ma- the the master sword in the present mm-hmm. so that Link in his timeline, she's like, I know he'll be able to get the sword back. If yeah, I do yeah. this now and she turns herself into a dragon and it's it's done through all these pieces. And then he, you know, he's gets the master sword, flying mm-hmm. on Zelda Dragon, after defeating Phantom Ganon and a revived Ganon in his current timeline. Ganon's so pissed off that he too eats the stone, and then you're yeah. fucking two fucking studio Gilby Ghibli dragons fucking <laughs> fucking anal beating each other in the sky. Oh, like it's so good. Like that final sequence of you the the two dragons in the sky and you having to jump off like Zelda, Dragon yeah. Zelda and onto Dragon Ganon is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I just that whole like flying through the sky element is something that I even not flying gliding and falling is something that I just I I absolutely adored about this game, and the the story how the story goes the final battle do you know what I fucking loved right so mm-hmm. you, you you're fighting Ganon yeah and you you beat his first form and then his second form comes in and his his power bar just keeps going yeah and it goes right to the edge of the screen I was like what the fuck uh, I was looking at it last night I was playing I was like fucking stop stop and it just kept going it kept it's like fourth wall breaking moment uh, in Zelda where they're like yeah. they acknowledge that it's a video game almost yeah. because it's like oh, you know, his life bar goes out of the screen so that's it awesome it was so fucking cool with the way that happened I was definitely like, a highlight um, and I was like, this feels impossible now. You know, it gave you that mm-hmm. sense of, oh, fuck, this is a serious battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, oh, man, it was just so good. And I, I love how Ganondorf looks in this game. Mm, yeah, very, great. very, very cool. And whoever, I don't know, I've, I know the voice actor. I've heard the voice. Matt Mercer, I think, is his name. Is it? Yeah. Very, so. very cool. Plays mm-hmm. very, very well. But, oh, man, that, 
that fucking uh, the second form Ganon yeah. with the energy bar just kept going and going and going. I was like, oh fuck, this is this is insane. Um, how 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 as a game, you know, talking about mechanically story, everything else. Also, obviously, look, I know it's hard sometimes to have like games you just finished in your memory to compare them forever because when we talk about retro games and we get nostalgic about them it's because they're that often you know they're parts of our childhood they're parts of our memories that are like near and dear to us how would you yeah. rank Tears of the Kingdom amongst all the other Zelda games it's it's definitely up there it is definitely up there man um fuck it's it has to be top five um mm. I'm trying to think of obviously uh Ocarina of Time was my favourite. Then I love A Link to the Past. I love Link's Awakening. Oh, this is yeah, man. It's it's up there. It's it's top five because again, the reason why one one of the things that I loved about this game is, and although it's a brand new game, it brought me back to a style of of gaming that I genuinely haven't done since I was a kid, and that was get totally immersed and lost in games i've mentioned before how a couple of years ago i was playing secret of mana on the super nintendo and i remember one night when i was playing it like hours went by and i didn't realize that so much time had passed and that only had happened once but that kept happening for me in this game and i kept losing myself in the adventure and the wonder of it all and for that reason it's up there in like it's has to be solidified as one of my favorite video games now for that reason because again it was so good that it's taken me it just totally wrapped me up in the game i was i got totally lost and immersed in not just the gameplay not just the story but the adventure the the wonder of what's over this ridge what's under this rock rock what's in this cave and yeah, it's it's to answer your question of how do I compare it to other uh, Zelda games? It's fucking it's one of the best for me. It's sure. it's one of the best. And um, what about you? I I find this really interesting, right? Because it's like a different genre of game from the other Zeldas, right? Because like you can compare yeah. Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, but like it's literally a different mm-hmm. genre to the previous ones, right? The other ones are very like as I said, like a linear experience, and this is like. This is literally an open world game. But yeah. I will say, like, it's definitely, look, you have Ocarina, you have Wind Waker, probably Tears of the Kingdom, Link to the Past kind of vibes, you know, probably top four in there as well. Yeah, It's hard because it's like, it's hard to compare them directly because they are quite different beasts. Like, it, you know... Um, but I, I would be I would be similar for sure. I think I think one thing that I think is great to take away from it, which I noticed with you playing it, is it broke your curse of you thinking you couldn't play a modern game anymore. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So to to put into context for listeners, I've played I've attempted to play a lot of new games in the past two years. Big games like Red Dead Two, The Witcher Three. Uh, Dragon Age and I I just felt like it was an impossible task for me to do to invest a hundred hours in you know um, I just thought I couldn't do it and I again I'm very heavily I play a lot more modern games but this one just yeah it, it was so good that I was able to get past that the the, the time thing didn't bother me because mm-hmm. I wasn't concerned about time. I was not playing to beat, to get on to the next mission, to finish the next objective. Mm-hmm. I was just playing to, as you said, to play. 
I yeah. just wanted to to play, to explore, to just move around and just sure. be in that world. Yeah, and like it, it reignited that ability just to kind of like go into that space, you know. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is this has been quite uh, and uh, like rejuvenating kind of game to experience for me. And uh, you know that might sound a bit fucking. Uh, out there but it really for me personally like you said it has broken that thing of Mm -hmm. i can't play modern games because i haven't like look i I focus on retro games because i do enjoy the art style but i do i also kind of i I dabble in modern gaming but this has been like fuck i yeah yeah there's there's good shit out there man yeah Um, yeah like the witcher 3 now i'm kind of like oh yeah so like this is interesting (laughs) right and i think this is a maybe a good point to leave it on but i i think like you know the witcher 3 for me i had to play it three times because i think quite frankly we go back to old things a lot when we need comfort and obviously i think we need comfort a lot right and i think you know, we, we look at nostalgic, we look at TV shows, you know, you watch the same episode of Friends for the sixth time instead of trying something new because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes after a hard day, all we want is a comfort. We don't want to push ourselves even more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think sometimes when it, it takes to get into new games or returning to old games for different reasons or, you know, playing an old game for the first time is still new. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's like your frame of mind, right? It's a time, it's a place. Um I, I often find the games that resonate with you the most that are new are usually during times where like you as yourself evolve as a person a little bit and you're ready to try something yeah. new and then that like sticks mm-hmm. with you as yeah. almost part of your per- your personal growth as a person. That's the game you played when you finally yeah. got out of that rut and you did this and you tried something yeah. new or whatever, you know? And I found 100%. that many times in my life that there's those games where it could have been over Christmas and I had the year where I needed to do what I did and then this big game came out and I was playing it and I could I could enjoy it because my mental frame of mind was I can absorb something new and I, yeah. I you know I don't have to have the comfort of something old mm-hmm. yeah I, I totally agree and you had you, you had kind of mentioned that to me before and it really has hit me that I have finished it and that I have put all that time in that that's I think that's maybe what was holding me back and mm-hmm. um, was being in that the wrong frame of mind or a frame mm. of mind where I was more looking for comforts than new and it is it's cool to see that when you well you, you know if you're doing something in your personal life that's changing it can also affect how you're <laughs> how you're gaming and how, yeah, think, how, what, how what you your perceive art you're consuming and any yeah. art even or any tv True. or any music you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it's uh it's the classic like these young whippersnappers don't have good music these days you know what it's like <laughs> it's always your perspective of where you are at the right yeah. time and how what age you are even yeah, um yeah. and oh, it could be a cool could be a cool episode idea in the future to maybe do something like how we perceive games from when we were 15 to when we were 30 do you know what i mean yeah. or you know how because you have different life experiences that make games different for you. Of course. Um, um, but yeah. I th- that's actually, a, a, that's a really good idea for us to do an episode on because obviously you can give your thoughts from uh, an actual professional point of view uh, mm-hmm. as a therapist, a qualified therapist. So you can give insights that n- not the typical person might be able to, to give. It, and I'd be very interested to have, to go into that conversation a lot deeper. Um, Potentially, yeah. Uh, once obviously you're okay doing that oh yeah of but, course um, I just uh, mean potentially I, maybe I'll have more insight maybe I won't right. potentially oh. <laughs> potentially I'm all 100% down for the idea just whether, right. <laughs> whether something shite will come out of my mouth or not is to be seen you know um, but uh, I don't think we've we've ranked a score out of 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 or whatever <sighs> if you were to rank 
Tears of the Kingdom, not just amongst Zelda games, but as a video game. Uh, what out of ten? Out of ten, if, Dragon Tears. <laughs> if Tears of the Kingdom existed where Breath of the Wild didn't, it would be far more impactfully probably a ten. In a okay. world where Breath of the Wild did exist before it, and uh, mm-hmm. not to say it's not an improvement on the game, there there is a certain amount of magic and novelty that's lost exploring Hyrule for the second time, right? Mm. To mm-hmm. an extent, you know, and having that same engine, that same world. So, I, I, God, it's like. I'll give it a nine. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. It could yeah. be. It could. Be, it could be. It could literally be maybe a ten in a world where the ideas weren't repurposed. Do you know? Mm-hmm. That's totally. That's totally fair. I have to give it a ten, just mm-hmm. from again how impactful it has been, and again how much time yeah. I've put in, and how I feel now that it's finished. Mm-hmm. It just it's hit me uh, very hard, and I love it so much that, and I'm shocked, Keith. Make no mistake. <laughs> I am shocked that I can sit here because uh, I was convinced I was never I even asked one of my friends that he wanted I was like I, I'm never going to play that game it's not going to happen like Red Dead 2 like The Witcher 3 I'm like I've tried a couple of hours I'm not it's not me it's too big I can't do it and to be sitting here giving it a 10 out of 10 is fucking huge so uh, yeah, let definitely. it be let it be a lesson that there's always there's always a way you can push forward you know what I mean yeah, yeah. as Very in true. there's always those games they're not to say that you should like games that other people like but sometimes games are just good I also mm. really like as well a uh, thing I keep in my mind a 10 out of 10 doesn't mean a game's perfect a 10 out of 10 means you couldn't have enjoyed the game anymore yeah and I, I think that's yeah. always a great way of looking at mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um hopefully we have beautiful epic zelda music splashing on in here that ireland will 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 add in at some point <laughs> ireland. but uh ireland thank you for welcoming me back as well you gobshite <laughs> uh <laughs> well i guess you know two halves are back together you know what i mean yeah a little, a yeah. little warm-up exercise podcast and we're splashing into some of our uh, topics we got lined up for um part two of season four yeah man I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to having Hardy on uh, soon in the next couple yeah. of episodes in the next couple of weeks maybe we'll have in the uh, month Harry of March is all I yeah. know we'll be we'll be chatting to him mm-hmm. uh, which will be really really cool it's been a hot minute since we had a guest on so that'll be awesome yeah 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 it actually has been a while so uh, yeah I'm really looking forward to that and hopefully people enjoyed this obviously hey, look it's a modern game and we, we again as Keith said we're, we're kind of keeping this one a little bit shorter than usual but hopefully everyone enjoyed it because uh, I felt like <laughs> we kind of had to do this especially considering um, how, how much like my, my kind of arc of where I was at the start and I remember you being so surprised when I was like I don't yeah if you like can go back and listen to old episodes where Nisha says like I just don't get it he literally yeah. has a whole you have a whole spiel about like just can't get into it don't mm. like how big it is etc mm. and now it's all the things you love about it right yeah it's crazy it's crazy so look hopefully hopefully people enjoyed it and uh, maybe we'll have to put in the Sure, we don't get into spoilers until after fucking halfway through, so there's nothing, nothing at the start for anyone to, to be worried about. But can I just say uh, a, li- a little shout-out there? So, to, to, two shout-outs. One to the Four Gamers pod, who I listened to the recent episode, and twice they mentioned uh, watching you streaming and listening Thank to the you. podcast. So, fair play to the lads. Thanks very much for that. And it's very, and, uh, very cool to see you back. We missed you because it's uh, yeah. it's always nice, you know, because we don't know too many other retro game podcasts, right? So, it's nice it's nice to get to listen to other yeah, people. And, yeah. you know, we get inspired by other people doing stuff. So, it's, it's good course. to have you back. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then I, what I will say is I won't name anyone, uh, but I met randomly met a listener of the podcast today, which was very, very cool. So just a quick shout out to them because it was a nice interaction to get to meet someone who listens to the podcast. And uh, it was nice to have a little conversation and chat with them. So if you're listening, yeah, you probably know who you are because we were having a little chat today. What day is it today? The 27th of February. So uh, a little shout out to them. So uh, thanks for the thanks for the chats today. Yeah, if you would, uh, and also, I mean, we'll probably have clips going up later. But uh, I think this will be available for a limited time until I make something specific out of it. If you would like to see the live stream that oh, myself yeah, yeah. and Nisha did, you can yeah. uh, check it out in my vods on kick.com forward slash steamy underscore streamers. I think there's a limit of maybe a month on that. It says up for or something Ooh. like that. Uh, I do have it physically saved as well, and we'll we'll try and make a little bits and bobs out of it. If you want to get the whole show. See what everyone mm-hmm. was chatting about. See what everyone mm-hmm. was asking us about. We did a little bit of a Q and A. We did some reactionary content, and we played a little ocarina of time because Nisha, it wouldn't be a pressing bun to continue episode if we didn't at least fucking talk and talk a little bit about ocarina of time. You know what I'm saying? I listened to the last episode. I heard. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant! And it just it just comes up. It, oh no, I know we're doing an episode, but it just comes up. That's just the way it is. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Until next time, make sure you get that sexy analyst lady with those glasses and those tights from Tears of the Kingdom. Ah!